Hi, I'm Andre DeBeast Creighton, and welcome to another exciting episode. Today we have, backed by popular demand, Yolanda Smith, author of Reputation to Rewards. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Andre. Glad to be here. You know, we talked again um, about branding, and clearly the viewers want to know more. And you have actually taken your brand, and you're now going to teach and offer um, online courses. Am I correct? Correct. So tell me a little bit about, let the viewers know a little bit about that didn't see the last episode about the Reputation Tour Rewards and how we got to Reputation Tour Rewards. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be back. And you guys, one of the things I can tell you is that more than ever, you have got to have a powerful brand. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a brand of significance so that you can be able to articulate your value, live authentically and stand out. Okay. You know, we've been talking about this. I do have the book. I do have other offerings. So I'm doing an online course. I'm actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching these days because I am finding that entrepreneurs and corporate professionals who are looking to grow their business and advance their careers are really out here trying to figure out how do I make myself visible in an environment like this that we're living in where we're feeling isolated and somewhat fearful. Right. And then in the midst of a political election that has been quite interesting over the past we couple get of to days. There too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really ha you see the value, you see the importance of a powerful brand. Speaking of um, the election, let's let's basically give some uh, congratulations to the new um, president and the vice president. We definitely have a female in office. I think it's clearly long overdue. Um, and let's talk about reputation to reward as it relates to what just happened on the politics because we talked about this. We knew the brand that was in office. We see the new brand that's in office. But you came up with a theory as to why this uh, happened in the way that people may have picked that brand and why that brand was picked, meaning the former president. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think when you really focus in on what is your brand, you know, what do you offer others? How do you show up? You know, what is your online presence mm -hmm. and your offline presence? Do they match? Right. What you find is that if you don't match, if you confuse people, confused people don't buy. In the case of, of where we are today, I just put it out here because I don't like to get into a bunch of politics, but I think it's important to be able to discuss this so that people understand right. how a brand plays. You look at uh, President Trump, and I think, or maybe former President Trump, but, right. but, but right now it's Biden-elect. So but you look at the president, and one of the things you can say is he showed us exactly who he was. The good, the bad, the ugly. He right. showed it. That was his he, brand. That was his brand. And he was authentic and true to his brand. What you voted for four years ago is essentially what you still have to this day. Now, maybe some of it got to show a little bit better because you've had four years of a lens and a telescope into into his brand, but it still was who he was. You know, and I'm not going to get into what it represented, but I think we do know that there were some things that he has done and said and, and, and his behavior and so forth. So, but, but don't be fooled. 
he has been who he is. He's authentic. Right, right. You know, that's his brand. People chose to vote for that brand. When you look at the new administration that is getting ready to show up and come in, mm -hmm. again, you have a brand. People right. know that brand. You know Joe Biden to be kind. You know him to be caring. You know him to be a fair, decent guy. You know, Kamala has had uh, years uh, to really be able to perfect her brand and even faced with some of the adversity and the bad talk about her coming into this election. Her brand stood the test of time. Right, right. Because she's taken a hit on some of the things she did as the attorney general and, and so forth in the state of California. But the truth of the matter is she was doing her job. Right. She right. was doing her job. So you can't confuse my job with my brand. Right. Now, you know, some of the things show up that way, mm -hmm. but you can't confuse that. So help me understand, when we're, when we're talking about branding and, and on the political side, you know, why do you think that people went that way with the, the, the president, the current president, when you knew that there were blemishes in his brand? And then all of a sudden, here's another brand and with a new election that you go, Wow, but it was clear there in front of you. So what is your in what is your concept on maybe what people were thinking that they chose that brand? Wow. Okay. So I the, threw a lot at you, uh, didn't you did. Now. You did. But <laughs> when you think about it, I mean there there's a lot of things that come into play. Clearly you have power, you know. Uh in some cases there's motivation. Uh, in other in other cases, we even have a little privilege at play. I think what's important to know is that sometimes when you're at a level where you're given lots of money, lots of power, influence, and privilege, you do things and you can typically get away with things that the average American can't give away, get, get away with. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, what I have witnessed with my own eyes is that we give individuals a pass because they may have a little bad behavior for the sake of the power, the money, the prestige, and so forth. Give me an idea. We talked about that, but what is your ideal of the pass with individuals doing things and getting the pass by? Well, I mean, the concept is is that they do it, and it, while it may hurt or impact other people, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because, again, they get a slap on the hand, and, and they're told not to do that behavior and go away. Now, if that was you or I, be a whole different story. We'd be under the jail somewhere or have lawsuits out of the wazoo and, and wouldn't be able to find a job in, in town, you know. So it, there's differences, right? right Standards right. for different people. But again, it goes back to when you're really looking at that money, that power, and that privilege. I call it the MPP. What's the MPP? Know, <laughs> money, power, and privilege. And if you don't have it, you know, right. then the rules don't apply to you. But if you do, it, you know, if you have it, I mean, the rules don't apply to you. If you don't have it, then you've got to play by by the little people rules. What do you think the game changer was as it as as we still talking about branding between? The, the current president and the new elected presidents coming into it. Brandon does play a key factor in people, but what I can't understand is if Brandon is such a powerful uh, tool, which it is, mm -hmm. what was the reason for, what was the reason that people choose to go to that side with uh, President Trump, knowing that there were all these blemishes outside of the power aspect? Because clearly, if you don't have a nickel in your pocket, there was no guarantee you was going to get a nickel tomorrow. 
Absolutely, but it was something different. Keep in mind, if you look back four years ago, it was something different. He was a businessman. He was not a politician. So I think just the mere fact that people had got sort of fed up with government Mm -hmm. led them to want to do something different. And that change was seen in him and in a lot of people's eyes, because if you don't pull back the layers of the onion, you don't know everything. So in a lot of people's eyes, he represents success, success of the people. You know, he's like us. They felt that connection that he was like us despite some of the bad behavior. So he was the American dream, business person. Business and person. And forget the politics. Let's see, can we go to a different route in politics and go with a successful business person? That's right, and build the economy. And maybe, you know, he w- remember his book was The Art of the Deal. So, I mean, I think that there were a lot of things that he had been able to put out as part of his brand that wasn't, and I'm not talking the negative, he had some positive aspects of the brand as well. So Mm -hmm. if you looked at that, that gave people a sense of confidence that he in turn could make the economy turn around for, you know, smaller uh, folk, you know, working folk, just the normal folk, he could do that. And then also support and help big business and keep some of the economy here in the United States and not importing everything, uh, you know, out, out of the country. For the people that don't know you, I know you, I know how strong and how powerful you are. Take the people down the road to who you are. Let's recap. Who is Yolanda Smith? What led us to one of my favorite books and I clearly suggest you pick, get a copy and you read it. Tell me, tell the viewers, what led you down this road to this book? So I think it kind of goes, this is a good dovetail off of where we are, we, where we are. For me, for me, it was being mid-career and not advancing as fast as I thought I should have been advancing based on doing the things I saw others doing, right. having the knowledge, having the education and everything. And I couldn't figure it out. So as I started snooping and investigating and trying to educate myself, what I came to realize is that I did not have mentors. I did not have coaches and I did not have sponsors. So without those three things in corporate America, it's going to be very difficult for you to shoot to the top. And so when I understood the value of having these individuals and the value of how to be recognized and be visible for the expertise that you bring to the organization. When I learned these things, I thought, I got to shout this from the mountaintop. Everybody needs to know this because think about it this way. Some people had the privilege of being told this information. The masses does not. So if you don't know what you don't know, you know, you don't advance. You don't advance. Right. And it's a disadvantage when others know it. So when people do know it, let's say, for instance, you're shouting at the mountaintop. Why aren't people gravitating to it? So I think people get a little bit confused as to personal branding and if personal branding is to for them. And when you start to build that brand and you start to make those connections, that's when the magic happens, right? Mm -hmm. Think about that. That's when you'll meet people who are willing to coach you and take you under their wing and help you. You meet people with networks, they're influential, they'll give you access, Mm -hmm. right, to the individuals that they know. Well, without that brand in play, without really putting yourself out there, getting in action, being intentional, so that people can recognize you for the superpower, if you will, that you bring to the table, without all those things, you won't have it. You won't have it. But the challenge is, is sometimes people 
think personal branding's not for them. See, back in the old days, personal branding used to be nothing but a business card, and it was pretty much reserved prior to digital for people like movie stars or you were famous or things like this. They're the ones that had to have that powerful brand, right? <laughs> yeah. Not the average person like us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with the with the advancement of technology and where we are today in this digital age, the single most important thing you can do for yourself is to get yourself a positive personal brand. Positive. Especially now during um, all the pandemics that we're going through and in the re-identification, human re-identification. Brandon is is a must, but take me down one of the roles that you realized that this had to be a must for you. So for me, I mean, there, there, there just there were several things. That was the eye-opening thing there when I realized that I didn't have what a lot of other people had. That was number one. And then I was in a situation, and we talked about this on the last podcast, where I allowed somebody to run my narrative. And instead of me telling my story, somebody else told it, and mm-hmm. it didn't come out favorable for me. So think about that. Think about moving along, having a successful career, and everything was great until it wasn't. And so in my case, I was playing catch up to try to get ahead of the situation, the crisis, if you will, because we will have branding crisis in our in our lifetime. If we live long enough, somebody's going to test you. Somebody's going to challenge your credibility. Somebody's going to hit at your integrity because this is what people do. This is called a branding crisis. When somebody tells your story and and it's not your story. It's not your story. And so what happens, and that's risky, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you find people behind the bar trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. And instead, we need to be proactive with it and be putting our story out there so that when these things come up, and I'm not saying if, they will, when, then you're already out there and people go, oh, no, I know Yolanda. That's not her. That's not what she did. And so for me, that happened a lot. But she was able to run the narrative with some people that did not know me. Mm. So this is why it's important that you actually have that brand so that you can position yourself for success, for reward, you know, for greatness, I say, you know. Let me ask a question on a on a and you're not a political analyst, but I'm just no. curious based on the branding. We now have a female vice president. Before we had Hillary was running. What was the different approach in branding for her? And Brandon for the newly elected vice president, in in your opinion. So strictly in my opinion, I think Hillary Clinton had difficulties connecting, making those connections, really having people feel like they could relate and understand the story. So because if you think about it, if somebody if you can tell your story and people understand it and they feel like you fit. Right. Mm hmm you know, feel like feel like they know you, then that's when the magic happens, because those are the people that will nominate you, sponsor you, hire you, marry you, loan you money, Mm -hmm. elect you. You know, those are the people that will do that. So I think it was just a little bit of a struggle kind of making that connection. And in some cases, I think she kind of took a hit by some of the uh, suburban, you know, uh, women uh, for her willingness to want to kind of stay in a situation and fight through, uh, you know, for a marriage, too. I mean, I think some people held that against her a little bit and maybe saw that as a sign of weakness versus strength. Wow. You have now. No, let me go back. We're going to address that part <laughs> later. 
You had tragedy. Uh, my, my heart goes out to you. On the last podcast, I met your mom, and your mom passed. Your mom was a big influence on you. How is how has your life changed? And it's just been recent. Yes. So how how has it changed? To to has it made you definitely has made you stronger. So tell me a little bit about what's going on now with Yolanda. Yeah. So that I mean that that was a hard hit. I mean you know there's nothing like a mother's love, and you just can't replace it. I think when I look back at where I am today and who I am and how I got there, she was an instrumental role model in, in, in my life. I mean, she was the woman, and I even talk about her and give her a dedication in the book because I knew at the time of writing the book that she was ill, right? But I wanted her to know how much we loved her and how much she meant to us. But when you talk about someone who can instill in you some confidence, you know, and, and help you to understand that no matter what the obstacles are as a little black girl growing up, you know, right next to the project, so we was down in the hood, <laughs> You know, but she lets you know you could be anything you want it to be. And what I tell people to this day, they I remember just years ago when I was in pharmaceutical sales, they would be like, how are you so successful? I said, because I know I can be. Nobody told me I couldn't be. I never thought I couldn't do things because she always said, you can do whatever you want to do. And that brings me to a good point, mindset. Think right. about the mindset. And with the mindset, you can have a fixed mindset or you can have a growth mindset. You can choose to allow you know, life to happen to you, or you can choose to make life happen. And so I choose the latter, and I position <laughs> myself. I get the skills I need to do the things that I need to do to be competitive in this world. Do you find a lot of people, when you're dealing with teaching people mm -hmm. uh, reputation to rewards, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with, what's the word, brand? I'm a brand therapist. Right. Yes. What do you find is some of the weakest areas that you have to reprogram people to come out of? Believe it or not, uh, it's confidence. Really? There's limiting beliefs. Um, you know, I have the honor to coach really some successful individuals. And you would be surprised as to the insecurities that they harbor just based on the limiting beliefs they have about themselves or about what they uh, are supposed to have. I mean, some feel like they're living a dream and at any moment it's going to be exposed that, you know, they're not good enough to be able to do what they're doing. You know, for others, it's really just trying to get into action and put forth the steps necessary to put yourself out there. So between really the confidence and limiting beliefs and then just not knowing what to do. Just not knowing. Know it needs to be done, but just not sure how to do it, not knowing what to do, tend to be, you know, the two buckets that most of my clients fall into. Is it hard to reprogram these individuals with those two concepts? Because I, I deal with those two concepts in what I do for a living, trying mm -hmm. to get them to believe in themselves and to actually start putting one foot yeah. um, in front of the other. But also, I think there's another element to that, patience and time. Especially time, but it's about prioritization and what I tell them because I get it all the time. I get it all the time about right. the time, you know, but here's the key. We will make time for the things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to lose weight, then you got to go to the gym. You'd say you don't have time to go to the gym because, you know, I'm the one that gave you that all the time. <laughs> 
just looking at me going, okay, yes, this is me, you know. But when it comes to doing that branding stuff, I'm on it, Johnny, on the spot in action, doing what I need to do. Right, if that right. means being on this podcast on a Sunday, right, right, right and right. making sure I have that visibility to be able to help others, to train others, to coach others, I'm there. But, yeah, you have to prioritize. It has to be important enough to you. You know, this is one of the things that a lot of people don't know. If you have a strong personal brand and you develop and cultivate that so that you can master it, you can earn up to 25% more than a person without it. Did you listeners hear that? You can earn how much more? Up to 25% more than a person that doesn't have a, 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 a strong personal brand. Do you Think f- about being sought after. Yeah, but I think, you know, maybe a lot of people have been conditioned to stay in the comfort zone. And that's fine. I mean, if they if if they don't want more, we're not forcing more on people. I'm only interested in working with people who truly want more. They want to attract more clients. They want to advance their careers. They want that promotion. They want that influence. They want that sort to be that source of authority, right? Those are the people I'm looking to work with. Now, if you want to stay home on the couch and eat bonbons and watch Netflix, then I mean, I'm not your girl, you know, because I'm hard on you. With, with that said, that's the reason that we're here, because you want your message to be heard by the masses. You want them to know that you have a proven product that works. So with that said, explain to the viewers how you've taken uh, reputation to rewards and you put it into a online product for the individuals to reap what you're trying to teach. Tell me a little bit about that. That's right. See, typically if somebody buys a book, they're interested Okay. There's a difference in interested people and people that are going to do something, right? Okay. So they're interested. If you buy an online course, then you're motivated. You're right. ready to get into action and do something. If you coach with me, then you are so serious because right. at that point, you're going to have somebody holding you accountable for what you do. So sometimes it's necessary for people to go through the phases, you know, and, and you bring them along just in case they are not totally sure. Right. But for me, I thought it was important to have a portfolio of offerings so that I can meet people where they are. You know, I'm not interested in pulling you along quicker than you want to go, but I just want you to know that there's a place for everybody. And that's why I do develop these different offerings. I mean, even with the coaching, there's three different coaching programs that you can get into. There's a brand assessment survey that you can do just so that you can have a clear picture of how others perceive you. Is it how you perceive yourself? Because if that's not matching, my friend, we have a problem. You know? Tell me about some of the programs. You don't have to give it all the way, but tell me right. about some of the programs in little short verses yeah. so the viewers can understand what these different um, uh, um, opportunities have. Right. So if you think about the online course, the online course is on demand, right? You can take it at your leisure. And with the online course, you have the opportunity to, through video modules, engaging interactive activities, work yourself through building and cultivating your personal brand. You'll come out with your brand statement. You'll understand what your descriptive words are and how you describe it. You'll know how others feel about you. You can assess it. You can put your brand through the test. And you do that all online with just a couple mini sessions with me. When you think about getting into the coaching, that's a little different. So we have the brand assessment. That's a validated 360 reach tool that I use and I'm a certified brand analyst that can really go through with you and Mm -hmm. look at it to identify 
what are your prominent attributes? What are your strengths? What are some of the blind spots or gaps that you may have that may be preventing you from just getting over that hump, you know, to that next job, to that promotion, to that board or whatever it is that you desire, you know, growing the business or what have you, you know, and then from there, I go into three months, six months, you know, a, a, a nine to 12 month coaching package where then based upon what you're trying to achieve, because it's all tailored and customized to the to the client, mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve, we will create a strategy and we will go through some transformative techniques and go through some exercises to really get you into action, you know, so that you can make those action commitments and achieve what you want to achieve. So, I mean, th- that that's essentially how the three courses are. And you got the get started that's out of the gate, ahead of the game and winning in business. So before the individuals actually pick one of these three, do they get a one-on-one with you, I, I assume? A free strategy a session. A free strategy session. Yes. So each person actually have the opportunity to work with you one-on-one before even going there, and they still get one-on-one even when they pick one of these uh, levels of uh, uh, coaching. Uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely, yep, yep. So what really made you do this for, for, for people? Because um, did you see a need for this? There is a need, and, and, and honestly, I have passion. I mean, this is a passion of mine to really help others mm-hmm. achieve, you know, their highest potential. And what I have learned, because I have coaches myself, I have mentors myself, once I got these things, you know what? You can't do it alone. There's no success in silos. You right. have to have a team of people with you, people that will be honest, transparent, hold you accountable. And when you have those things in place, I'm telling you, you should see how you get things done. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean. You you coach people, you train people, and and when you're there and you're holding them accountable, and when you're calling us talking about, okay, you got 30 <laughs> minutes, get your butt to the gym. <laughs> yeah, my time but, is money. But but it, but it, yeah, it's all of, it is. Yeah. But when you think about that, the same applies. This is just we're doing it in business versus physically, right? So this is the business side of it, and to help people really be able to reap the rewards they want, and you can use your reputation, you can leverage that reputation quite frankly, to get paid. You know what? Something that you you brought up, and a lot of people don't realize this. You said you have mentors. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of your mentors. So when I think about my mentors, this is interesting. I have several mentors. Uh, I still work in a corporate environment. As you know, I'm a parallelpreneur. So half of my time is spent at corporate. The other half of my time is spent working on my business branding for success. But I have people that I can actually go to as a mentor that can help me think through some st- things and strategize. See, a mentor is a little bit different from a coach. That mentor is that person that can usually help you navigate within an organization or within a certain sector of the business, or they may have a certain network. That coach is that person that you're going to work to to drive to result. Those are specific, actionable goals that are set, and I'm taking you, and we're going from A, and by the time we're done, you should be at B. Mentors are more like those people that kind of help you to develop and cultivate within an organization or within a certain sector, if you will. But both of them are very important to have. Is there usually a time frame for people to master this? Interesting. Okay, so good that you say that. Okay, 
when you think about a mentor, mentor can be forever. Coaches are usually for a specified amount of time. And so with this, typically you can make some decent headway within three to six months. So mm-hmm. I believe that if you get in action now, you can start putting some things in place where you will see a difference. Your foundation will be created. That brand can be visible. And then within six months, you should really start reaping some of the benefits of that brand, making those important connections, you know, getting into those influential circles, bringing that visibility to your job or being able to attract qualified clients because we don't want to just track everybody, you know. How do you how do you track people's progress? Because clearly you can't go out and like I tell my clients, I can't hold your hand. I give you homework to do. So is there a homework involved in you tracking these the, the progress of the of the individuals that enroll in the program? So we set actionable and measurable goals. Okay. And so you track to your goals, right? We track to the goals. And in some cases, depending on how vast the goal is and what type of time frame we can accomplish it, we set milestones in between. Because here's the key. You want to keep people motivated. I'm a big proponent of the 12-week year. You know, you got to keep people motivated. If I tell you today, it's January 1st, that by December 31st, you're going to lose 20 pounds. The average person is not going to start till October right. to work on losing those 20 pounds. Right. If we chunk life up into 12-week segments and then we set those type of goals, right. you know, 12-week goals, then we can get action. We can see successes. And that keeps people more motivated. How much, how, how much of this program is actually reprogramming that brain pattern, getting them out of that negative? Because you, you hit it on the, on the nail. It takes me... At least, believe it or not, it takes me two weeks to get people in the frame of mind to 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 be accountable mm-hmm. every day. So is that the same concept here, reframing their their mind and taking that in consideration? Well, yeah. I think really when people come to work with me, because we've had that strategy session. Let me just be clear: I don't take everybody. Every not everybody that wants to work with me gets to work with me, because it's very important that I have people that are truly motivated and have something at stake here that they want to either accomplish or stop doing. How either do you way, evaluate that? It, well, that's what the strategy session okay. is about. Okay. And you ask very poignant questions. And when you're done, you know, it's just like if you're talking to somebody about really wanting to lose some weight, you can tell if they're serious oh, yeah, or not. Yeah. You see where I'm going? Yeah, same yeah. Difference, same concept. So as, as far as reprogramming somebody, it's not so much about reprogramming their minds and taking the time. I'm not a psychologist. That's not what I'm here to do. But when I see things, I bring it to the attention. And what I can do is give them transformational techniques or transformative techniques Mm -hmm. to use to stop thinking about that. You want an example? So, for example, if you have limiting thoughts that keep coming up in your head, the one thing you can control is your thought pattern. So what I tell them to do, if you think if something comes up in your head and all of a sudden you're thinking, OK, I'm not good enough or I can't do this. I know I'm not going to do this. I'm a fail. That's starting to have that negative talk. Right. You can stop right then in the midst of it. I make you I create it so that you become conscious of it. And when you hear yourself doing that, you'll stop right then and say to yourself, why am I thinking this way? Why am I doing this? What is going on right at this moment that has me telling myself that I'm not good enough? Because we can control our thoughts Mm. and you can stop that and you can table. You can even tell yourself, okay, you go get in the corner for right now. We're not going to deal with you. I got business to do. I'm trying to do something (laughs) else. That thought has to go to the wayside. But it's just things like that that you tell people so that they get those things out of the way and know they don't have to be burdened 
by that thought process. Get rid of it. You can control that thought. You can train your mind to know exactly what it is you're thinking at any given time, but you just have to be conscious of it and stop it. When when you when you do an evaluation on somebody and they turn out not to be a likely candidate, what are what is there is what is the feedback that you give them? Because you're still trying to impact them to 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 understand. So is there a a method that you go to them? You don't want them to walk away distraught because no. they they reached out to you. That's right, and it's not that. It's usually we have a conversation. And through the conversation, I think what just starts to resonate is the readiness factor. Yes, you want to do this, but are you ready right now? Are you committed to putting the time in that it's going to take to do this? Because keep in mind, I have to put these coaching sessions on a time limit or people will drag me out forever. Right. And my time is valuable, too. And you said it. Time is money. Yeah. And if I'm trying to coach multiple clients, but I only want to bring on so many so that I can give my full attention to the ones that I have, I can't have you dragging me on for months and months and months. You're taking up somebody else's slot. Right. So it's really about assessing for readiness. Are you really ready to make this change? Is this something that you are financially prepared to do, mentally prepared to do, and physically can you do what needs to be done to make it happen? So those are the things you look at. And it's not that I say, okay, never. I just say not. you're not – I don't believe you're ready right now. These are the things it's going to take for me to help you to be successful. You may have two of the three. You may have one of the three. Mm -hmm. Let's work on a couple things, and then when you're ready, come back. Why does why does why the need of urgency now in your mind for a program in a book? Because if not now, when? I mean, we have been shown over this past year that the world can turn upside down mm-hmm. in a moment's notice. Right. So if you're really wanting to say, what do I do? to not get back to normal, but to get better, Mm -hmm. then you've got to put the work in and think about what are the things that I can be doing to do that. Andre, think about it. People are in transition. They've lost jobs. You know, I mean, it's not even just a matter of I want to get a career promotion. Somebody may be saying, what's next for me? You know, so this is a great time to pivot if you need to be pivot. But it's also a good time for you to really think about what's important to you. What do you want out of life and start getting into action and putting the work in to get it done? So having a personal brand just affords you the opportunity to position yourself for whatever reward it is that you choose to seek. I mean, it's up to the individual. That's the beauty of it. That's why I didn't say reputation to revenue. Everybody's not motivated by revenue. So in essence, if you have something that you're wanting to accomplish, more than likely a positive brand can get you there. So it's almost like the Darwin theory. You know, you either learn to adapt or you basically fall to the wayside. Pretty much. Well, uh, well, you just said a mouthful there. I mean, the key is, is that you have to be, this is a environment in which we need to be agile and flexible. And if you recall, the last time I was here, we talked about those four C's, right? What we talked about C's? commitment. Mm-hmm. Once you have that commitment, you need the courage, the courage to take action and do something. If you've got commitment and courage, then you can get the capabilities. Capabilities means you're always out there trying to figure out what it takes. What skills do I need to build? What is required for me to be competitive, for me to accomplish and get results and drive impact, right? And then when you do that, breakthroughs happen. And when those breakthroughs happen, boy, let me tell you, you talking <laughs> about some excitement. I've been there. I know. And then all of a sudden you have confidence, 
Right. See where I'm going? Right. And once you've got that confidence, then you're not afraid to try it again. But when you go through the next task or whatever it is, goal you're trying to accomplish, you still got to come back and make that commitment. Have the courage to pull it through. Make sure those capabilities and skills are aligned with what you're trying to do. And then the breakthroughs happen. And then all of a sudden, guess what? You just got another dose of confidence. You know, what's so amazing is even at the last show, you can sense the, the empowerment uh, the passion in your voice, the the uh, the need to recognize a a new thirst of knowledge to help people. I'm really hoping that this does that. Tell people how they can enroll in your program and how they can get the book, and even have you uh, in for public speaking. Correct. So uh, all you need to do is go to my website, Yolanda-Smith.com, Yolanda-Smith.com, and you can get to my website, and it, you can get there multiple ways, brandingforsuccess.com, you know, but but certainly Yolanda-Smith.com, and, you know, across the top, you'll see the different things I do, the speaking, I facilitate master classes, I have my online class, plus I do the one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching sessions with you. My whole thing is this, you know, no matter who you go to or what you do, do something, Right, right. Because just there's the, it's just not an option not to do anything. You have to do something. It's imperative that you stay in action. And remember, baby steps count. But at the end of the day, you got to serve the people because you can't go out there trying to just sell a product or expecting people to buy and promote stuff and right. expecting people to buy. You have to give first. You have to give. And then once people know you, you create that awareness and they start to engage with you, then you can convert them into something. Okay, so let's let me ask a question real quick. We're gonna ask a few more questions before we we uh, sign off. We mentioned it earlier about the the newly elected president and vice president, their branding. When you listen to those two candidates, you listen to them from a branding standpoint. Give me your evaluation on where you think the the. Uh, we're going to be moving forward with. Okay. So what I'm hearing is really um, they're sort of aligning in, in a couple different pillars. Obviously, we're going to deal with COVID. We're going to deal with, you know, the economy. You've got to then deal with the racism and, and, and potentially sustainability, energy, clean air, that sort of thing. So I think it's four pillars they're aligning with. But when you look at the brand, I think what the brand is truly saying is now it's time for the country to heal. We need to heal this country, people. This is not a joke. I mean, just the fact that being born black can be a problem and you've not done anything bad to anybody and people hate you is just unbelievable to me. I just can't fathom that, you know, you have to wake up a certain way that God made you and it's problematic. But I think this is a time more than ever that we bring the country together, that we heal the country. I mean, and I, that's what I feel like that platform is saying. And one of the things I heard is that, you know what, I'm going to be a president for America. I'm not going to be just a blue president or I'm not going to just, you know, try to get my agenda run through on from the Democrats. It, it looks like we're going across the aisle. We're at least going to stand the hand, shake the hand and just say, you know what? Can we work together? It's bigger. It's bigger than these people. And this is when you talk about purpose. And I bring that out too. What your do you mean purpose, by purpose? Your purpose is something 
that is much bigger than yourself. So if it's about bringing about world peace, if it's about unity, if it's about feeding the homeless, the hungry, whatever it is, it's something that's larger than you, that's bigger than yourself. And that's so important. And so my purpose, I believe, is I've been put here to inspire and motivate people to really achieve their highest potential to be the best person that they can be. And I give them the tools and resources to help them get there. As we look at this president, uh, uh, presidency and, and the president-elect and the vice president-elect and what I hope that they will really stand for and represent is more of a unified approach to how we tackle our issues, a unified approach to bringing the country together. That's what I'm hoping for. I actually saw Donna Brazile, the uh, 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 political correspondent yeah. on Fox News. Did you see her? She was on Fox News yesterday, and I'm telling you, she actually cried. Now, if you know anything about Donna, Donna's not crying. No, (laughs) she's a tough cookie. And I think she was so moved by the fact that we've taken this step, and we actually have the first, I've got chill bumps, the first female vice president and the first, obviously, VP of color. Uh, but, but she was so moved. And I think one of the things she said that was so profound is she, you know, Fox news is primarily a, you know, a Republican station. She looked out and she said to my Republican brothers and sisters, we hear you. We understand your frustrations. We understand the concerns, but one of the things we don't plan to do is leave you behind. And I thought that was profound. Yeah. Yeah. Profound. That is very profound. Um, before we leave, Give some words of encouragement from your own brand moving forward for people. So what I would tell people today is that we have a great opportunity before us. We have an opportunity to personally and professionally be be our best, be Mm -hmm. our best selves. We need to show up. We need to stand up and we need to stand out. And you have that opportunity and you can do it through building a positive brand. You can do it through changing your mindset to a winner mindset. And when we talk about winning, it's not always about dollars and cents. It's just about winning and whatever you're doing, whether it's helping each other, encouraging each other, whether it's, you know, you trying to to start a business or help a, a nonprofit. There's so many ways we can do these things. But what I would encourage people is to make a commitment to do something, to do something that can contribute to someone else's life that can enhance somebody else's life. Because you know what? At the end of the day, when you extend your value, provide value to others, Mm. the reward comes back. It comes back. You don't have to. Yes. You don't have to go out with the mindset of the reward. Mm -hmm. Put the service first. The reward will come. That's what I encourage people to do. You know, um, you were backed by popular demand because the listeners love to hear your voice of wisdom, strength, and courage. And we definitely need that moving forward. Um, I encourage the viewers once again to, to, Jason, can we show that book again? Rewards, repetition to rewards. And, you know, reach out to Yolanda. She's definitely um, providing resources for individuals to get to that next level um, of achievement. And like she said, it's not always about money. It's about doing something for yourself and being able to to play that 
uh, card forward to somebody else. Yolanda, thanks for being on the show. Um, it's a pleasure having you here. I'm pretty sure the viewers will uh, get this book. They will get to know your course. Um, once again, tell the viewers how they can reach you again before we sign off. So thanks so much, Andre, for having me. As always, it's a pleasure. You can actually get uh, learn more about me, uh, Yolanda Smith, and Branding for Success at uh, Yolanda-Smith.com. Again, that's Yolanda-Smith.com. Or you can just go to Branding for the number four success.com. Thank you. And with that said, welcome to the closing of another edition of the Andre the Beast Show.